Hey there, Tallahassee. Jay Revel here. Welcome to another edition of the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce podcast. We are thrilled to have you with us today listening in. We've got another exciting guest. Uh, you know, every time we sit down for one of these, we, we, we go through show notes in the beginning to think about topics and there's always something that I find, wow, this is, you know, this could be something really interesting for our listeners to to dive into and consider how it can impact uh, not only their chamber experience, but hopefully their business. Uh, and we've got one of those guests with us today, folks. Uh, as always, I've got Sarah Solomon here with us, manning the uh, microphones and the headphones and punching the keys and making it all work. Sarah, how are we doing? Great. Hello, everyone. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, over on the other side of the uh, table, or other side of the microphones here, we've got our guest today, Bennett Napier. Bennett is the president and CEO of Partners and Association Management here in Tallahassee. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about their company because it's one that, uh, when you think about our, our, our community, uh, one of the things that's sort of a, a popular thing you see around, especially in the downtown area, a lot of statewide associations He's got a fascinating company that really delves into that world uh, quite a bit that you might not have, uh, maybe you haven't heard of, or because a lot of times they're putting the comp- the, the organizations they service uh, uh, front and center. But Bennett is also on our board of directors here uh, for the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. He chairs our membership committee. Uh, he's all in, as we like to say, and he's uh, a great person and someone that you should know more about here in our community. Bennett, welcome to the show. Great. I appreciate it, Jay and Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. And, um, you know, I guess this will be my 15 minutes of fame or 25 if we uh, last that long. But um, <laughs> just I appreciate, um, obviously, the the services of the podcast since you've launched them. And um, you guys are a great tag team and uh, how you approach the process with the questions you ask and the diversity of guests that you have. So honored to be here and uh, appreciated to share a little bit and talk about the chamber first and foremost as we go through this discussion. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being with us. And, you know, it's it really is for us. This is another method of discovering more about our members and leaders in the community uh, and the companies that, that make our economy thrive. Um, so really, we, it, we probably get more out of it than, than, than our guests do, and, and this, will, I'm sure, will be another instance of that. But let's kind of jump right into to your company, Bennett, and, and maybe your story in Tallahassee and how it all came to be and, and how you came to serve in the role there. Um, when people maybe if they come by if they ha- aren't familiar with the company, what do you what do you do at Partners and Association Management? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a constant struggle. So everybody that works with us um, or for anybody in association management always has that issue of how to define what we do, and ours is even harder since we work with more than one association. So. You know, my mom always thinks, well, you just travel and fly off to meetings and, you know, work <laughs> registration desk, and that part of that's true. Um, but I, I've kind of changed so, to some extent how we explain what we do and kind of an analogy that we're starting to use now is we're quasi-like staff leasing for associations. So, you know, association, for whatever reason, um, you know, doesn't want to have their own building and have W&2 employees. Um, they can contract with a firm like ours. Um and effectively, it provides economies of scale uh, for all associations. We have pretty w- wide range of associations in terms of professions and industries we work with, um, you know, and, and, and state, regional, and national in scope. Um, but effectively, we, we serve as their headquarters. And so they contract uh, basically a turnkey uh, solution with us um, through a management agreement where 
uh, somebody on our staff within our company is CEO of XYZ Association, um, and then everybody else from a functional standpoint, event planning, membership recruitment retention, you know, financial management, all the things that the chamber staff work on from a chamber standpoint, um, we're doing it. We just do it for more than one group, and um, it's a pretty cool, uh, you know, in terms of business model, just in the sense of the variety. No day is, uh, certainly there's no day that's not busy. Um, and, you know, there's always, you know, recurring things as all nonprofits have. Um, most of the groups we work with are 501c6s, but we do have some 501c3s as well. More on the foundation as opposed to a charitable uh, type uh, mission. But um, it's, it's neat for our staff just because you, you can do a lot in the sense of, you know, especially job roles, um, you know, especially at the what I call the program level. You know, we, within our team, you know, can have somebody who wants to do 50% meeting planning and 50% marketing communications, or somebody really loves meeting planning and do it 40 hours a week. Um, somebody wants a little dabble in social media, um, they can do that. And then they can, on the flip side, they can be doing advertising sales for print and digital publications. So it's a pretty, pretty cool just from that standpoint. Um, you know, we have the ability to, um, you know, hopefully, uh, if, you know, if we can get people in the right seats on the bus based on their skill sets and their passion in terms of their their, their roles, um, and, and then certainly just working with the, not, the volunteer leaders as we do in the chamber environment. It's, it's really neat to see just so many people from a volunteer management standpoint get involved in, you know, meeting the missions of their organizations, and, and we're able to help partner with them to deliver and execute on those strategic plans that they have. So, We know from working with you from the chamber point of view that you're very knowledgeable in association management. Can you take us through your history? How did you get into this field of work? Sure. I mean, I, I um, you know, I, everybody asked me, did I go here for school? And the answer is yes, but it was um, not in the process that most people think. So, um, yeah, I was uh, in graduate school uh, in Atlanta and had friends from undergrad at UNC Charlotte's where I went to undergrad uh, that were getting a um, graduate degree in sociology. So I had friends and I'd, I'd never been to Tallahassee before. Uh, this was the early 1990s, but um you know, believe it or not, I grew up in North Carolina, and my grandmother, you know, was a huge college football fan. So obviously, those were the glory days, if you will, or the beginning of them for FSU. And so, when and if you know FSU was on TV at these wild uh, away games, beating up uh, all the top teams, um, my grandmother, we watched every FSU game when I was growing up in North Carolina that we could. And um, so, you know, I'd never been to Tallahassee before, and then ended up visiting friends, and then ended up staying at a job offer. Um, with Harris Management Group, um, which was an association management company at the time. Um, Bob Harris had founded that in 1979, and um, he interviewed me. You know, I had worked at a, a similar foundation in D.C., and uh, once he saw that, he hired me on the spot. So I had uh, no intention to move to Tallahassee and just had the opportunity to move here and did and, and, and never left. Um, and uh, as Bob transitioned more into a consulting type of role, uh, after having owned a company for a long time, I had the opportunity to open my own, and um, that was in 1997, and uh, started out with myself working out of my house and uh, a basset hound at my feet, <laughs> and um, and then uh, was able to get out of the house and, uh, you know, grow it from, you know, just one initial association, which we still have, um, and now we've got 20, 22 full-service uh, associations or nonprofits that we manage. Yeah, That's very cool, and, you know, Maybe just kind of provide a little bit of that, um, uh, an idea to our listeners of what kind of associations. 
you paint a couple of industries or specific yeah. I'm sure the yeah. variety that y'all we deal haven't, with every we day haven't completed the, the full circle, meaning birth to death. But I've got <laughs> we've, we've got we've got the death part because we we represent the Florida Funeral Directors and Cemetery Cremation Association, um, and but we've got everything you know from healthcare um, and dentistry and health information management um, to fire protection, um, water well drillers. Um, it's it's a wide mix architecture. Um, it's uh, it's pretty neat. I mean, we our specialty is trade associations, um, just because you know generally speaking, the board members are business owners themselves, so they understand profit and loss. They understand you know what our cost of doing business are, and you know so our our conversations are business focused. Um, you know in that sense because that's the the world that they live in day to day. So that is our specialty. Um, you know we don't we don't bid on a lot of business in the sense that. We got a lot of, um, you know, knocks at the door, um, but we try to find the right match for us. Um, so we, you know, we could have grown um, a lot bigger uh, over the years, but we've chosen to, you know, kind of be small in the sense that we want to do good, good work for who we work with and enjoy who we work with. Um, and that's been, that's has worked in the sense that it's helped with not only employee retention, just because they're not, you know, pulling their hair on fire, if you will, um, but also just in the sense of, you know, have very little client turnover, if you will. Uh, compared to our, you know, uh, our marketplace nationally, and um, so that that approach has helped us, um, you know, be have really long-term relationships and very, you know, profitable relationships, but also fruitful. Just meaning we really enjoy the people we work with, and when you do that, um, you know, all the cylinders are clicking, if you will. You know, we can really um, take people from where they were and get them to where they want to go, and um, you know, that's that's been a that's been a good good journey for us. What's your reach i know you've said you've done local mm-hmm. national i know because i work with you on the board of directors that you travel a lot and go yeah. on a lot of trips um kind of t- paint the picture for us of how far you kind of reach and mm-hmm. then also on the second side of that question tell us why tallahassee works for sure, you sure. in this business yeah absolutely um you know i'd say just on the the, the scope of our client base, if you will, it's about 55% now are national organizations in the sense that they're either national trade associations, and then we have uh, several um, national, what I call, standalone certification programs. Um, an example is National Home Inspector Examination, um, which is um, a home inspector uh, certification standard that's uh, recognized in over 37 states. And so, you know, the scope of it, for the most part, is is national. Um, we have, you know, because we're in Tallahassee, we obviously have our fair share of Florida uh, state associations, which is where we started, you know, was our bread and butter when we started. And um, so in terms of, you know, our reach, if you will, you know, if you come into our office every week, people will say, well, how many people work here? And they'll look around and they're like, nobody's here. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've got weeks where we've got 15, 18 people, you know, all over the country, you know, and, and you know, Several times a year, there's weeks where we have three or four meetings going on at one time. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had one annual meeting in Hershey, Pennsylvania, one annual meeting in Charleston, one in Arizona, uh, and another one down in Miami, uh, all in one week. So we had cl- what we call client management teams all on site, you know, basically, you know, like you'd find at the chamber conference, um, uh, you know, that's basically what we're doing. We're just doing it in, you know, multiple cities. We obviously do a lot in, t- in Florida. Uh, certainly Orlando primarily. Um, we do obviously have capital fly-ins to Tallahassee as well. So we are bringing in board members for the state associations, um, certainly into town at least once a year, if not more. And um, so 
you know, people who like to fly, this is probably a good place to work. Uh, we have some people, believe it or not, hate to fly, so they're only working on our state associations because, mm-hmm. you know, they can get on I-75 or I-10 and, and go south. But, um, you know, as far as just, um, you know, why we're here and why has this worked, um, you know, I, I, I continue to share this because I think it's cool, and I'm not, you know, the originator of the of the data point. Um, you know, Bob Harris, who is still works here and lives here, uh, started this actually way back in the 90s with uh, the chamber discussions. But so Tallahassee, believe it or not, has the third uh, highest concentration of associations in the country behind D.C. and Chicago. Wow. Um, you know, and it's not, and you know, I think if we look at the shingles around town, it's not all Florida associations. I mean, that's the majority, um, but there there is a mix, and obviously, you know, Florida itself's got a mix too with Latin America and that connection and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, for us, it's it's one is we have a, a ready-made workforce in that skill set. Um, you know, certainly people who are already in the field who have, have established skills, but, um, you know, we've got three major educational institutions here. We can bring in new talent um, coming out of school, especially out of, like, hospitality management at FSU is a good example, um, you know, that we've uh, drawn some people out of over the years. Um, and, and certainly the, the vendor base, if you will, our strategic partners, you know, graphic designers, printers, um, you know, public relations firms, all those other things that we need from a functional standpoint to augment what we're doing. We've got really strong, you know, quality people to work with here uh, from that standpoint. So it's, there's no, there's no reason to go somewhere else. I and mean, it's all right here uh, if you're looking. And um, so it's, and, you know, although I fly a lot myself, um, I'll do a, a little shout out to Karen Moore because she and, she and I were on a plane last week. I thought I fly a lot, and she's double diamond status oh. for on Delta <laughs> each year. And I, I'm diamond <laughs> status, which is a lot, but she's double diamond, so I know what that means. Um, so, you know, in a sense of, you know, appreciating Tallahassee, you know, I get, I get my big city fix a lot. Um, but when I come back to town, you, you really do appreciate, like, okay, I can get to work in 15 minutes, and, you know, I'm not sitting in traffic four hours a day, you know, and, you know, hating, hating life. You know, we can get around town, and we've got a great, we've got great culture here. Certainly, natural, um, you know, amenities, and and it's just a friendly atmosphere, you know. So, you know, the, you can't you can't put a price on that. And I think people who travel out of town, when we come back, we recognize what we really have here. So you and Karen can get together and do the airport food podcast. Yes, of, yes. You know, where to eat, you know, where to eat, what country. not to eat. Yeah, don't eat airport sushi. <laughs> yeah. Although there are some right. some good airport sushi around uh, the country. Well, but, yeah. Let yeah. me know where those are. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah, one of the things that I'm I'm curious of, Bennett, is um, within the association world. You know, the whole world is changing so rapidly these days. I mean, the way in which we communicate, the way in which we meet, and experience time with each other. Um, what are some of the big trends that you're seeing out there? I mean, what what are what what's kind of the cutting edge of the association business these days? That's it's mixing things up. Sure. I mean, I, it's, I appreciate it. I mean, obviously, the Chamber itself is a, is a non-for-profit membership-based organization. It's Chambers, by nature, are unique, um, you know, and but it's just in a broader sense, you know, the association management profession, if you will, and, you know, kind of just I would maybe say some complimentary things, if you will, about the Chamber just in terms of the hot buttons for, you know, what I call traditional associations is, you know, we look around the boardroom and it's a lot of all white guys just using that term because that's that's factual you know that's the reality of a lot of associations and in many cases that's their membership base and people looking around the room and they're looking and say okay what do we, what do we look like for the next five to ten years who's coming behind us 
and how do we bring those people in? And, you know, something I think the chamber's done a phenomenal job, uh, you know, in, for years, and it's not new, is just, you know, I look at our board in terms of, you know, the types of people are on the board who are engaged in committees. You've got programs like Access Tallahassee. Um, you've got, you know, the, the YP um, program. All these things that the chamber's been talking this talk and walking this walk for a long time. And a lot of other associations around the country, you know, regardless of their size and business model, are really struggling to, you know, achieve a lot of what the chamber's already reached. And so, you know, I think that's probably something we could sell. <laughs> you know, how did we do it and how did we get there? Um, something, to be, something to be proud of. <laughs> I'm serious. It's just, that's, that is, those are the hot buttons that, you know, people are literally looking and saying, you know, are we going to be here in 10 years? Because we don't see anybody coming behind us, you know, from a diversity standpoint, with ethnicity or age or, or all of the above. And, um, you know, so I think those are, from a strategic standpoint, a lot of associations are focused on that. And, um, you know, Chamber really doesn't have that kind of issue. You know, we're talking about we have plenty of business and work to do, um, but that's not one of them. And I think that's probably one of our biggest strengths. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's important to share that because I think it's probably lost on a lot of us that may not do organizational management for a living, you know, that we have a lot to, to be proud of. And it did get it didn't we didn't get here overnight, um, and um, it's something to relish. Those kind words about our chamber are certainly appreciated. But um, I think it's important to note that the chamber, you know, gets there partially in part to our board members, which you are a board member have been for a couple years, and also you are entering your second term as the chair of our membership committee. Could you kind of paint the picture for our listeners out there of the kind of work and the scope that the membership committee has kind of accomplished in the last year and is kind of working towards this year? Sure. I mean, it's um, obviously the chamber, like most, would have a membership committee, and it's so the committee in itself is not new in, in theory, but. Um, you know, so I was I was pleased to take the helm um, from Jeremy Cohen, Target Print and Mail, um, who chaired it before me. He's one of our, like I mentioned earlier, one of our strategic partners. We do a lot of work with him uh, as based, you know, on association, um, you know, publications, things like that. But um, so, you know, when, when you know, Sue and Jay and others asked me to, tr- you know, take over from Jeremy, kind of look at a different twist in terms of focus. Um, so we're not, you know, we still talk about recruitment and retention and, and so what those things look like and how to, you know, get high marks on both of those uh, metrics, if you will. But it's also, I think, what we transition, and I've been really pleased with, um, you know, committee volunteers we've had, um, most all of which have uh, committed to another couple of years of this journey, if you will, of, you know, really taking the, the what I was talking about earlier, the Chamber's got a huge diversity in terms of our membership and which is a great thing um, and really trying to hone down on you know getting engagement at all levels you know we have obviously tiers of membership and based on those tiers people are you know by nature going to be highly engaged because they're you know uh, for different reasons Um, but we've got the majority of our members are smaller businesses um, which is we're a small business town and really trying to give avenues if um you know, it's, it's, and this is outside of what I call it event engagement because we've got tons of events that the chamber offers, as we all know. It's more about, you know, how can they, you know, beyond committees, beyond the leads groups, if you will, uh, although those are great programs will continue, is, you know, the chamber has done such a great job um, at every turn, I think, in the last few years on, you know, major public policy issues. We've got a BAC committee, obviously. Um, but taking at the, at the grassroots level, how do we get our chamber members engaged at whatever level they want to get engaged, whether it's, you know, writing, um, you know, uh, letters to the editor or, 
um, you know, doing, uh, you know, um, I'd say, you know, testimony at whatever government agency meeting, local uh, commission or city commission meeting of topics of importance where, you know, they're just, quote unquote, a regular chamber member. You know, they're not necessarily on the board, they're not a committee member, but they're they're an engaged, passionate member and they believe in our mission. And uh, our focus is to try to find the avenues that works for them. Um, and so the next uh, several months we'll be serving our membership a lot more, um, really just to get in tr- uh, congruence with, you know, what are their p- passion areas and let's align their passions with all the pathways the chamber has available. Um, and so I think that's, you know, a good focus. We've gotten some good f- feedback last, uh, you know, last year with an example we launched uh, in coordination with the BAC, you know, where we did a town hall forum. Um, you know, I'm assuming we'll do some things of that nature in the future. So those are all like kind of new endeavors. Not all of them have to result in an event. Um, but our, our goal is just to everywhere we can um, you know, provide a mechanism and a vehicle for chamber members to be engaged at whatever level they want to be engaged. Um, and, you know, they win, we win, um, and um, that, that's been really neat to see that. I mean, the leads groups is another good example, uh, although, you know, the leads groups have been very successful for a lot over the, you know, course of the history for the chamber. Um, you know, all programs go through these cycles where you're like, okay, how do we re- reevaluate this? Um, are the things we're doing well? What are we not doing well? And so we kind of took a, you know, outside looking in, um, if you will, to the leads groups and gave some, you know, constructive feedback, um, you know, for that program, and, and most of which got adopted. And um, and now, you know, as a result of that, it, it, which I think will have some long-term implica- implications, positive in nature for the chamber, is, you know, uh, spring of next year, we'll have these um, tutorials that is being, you know, delivered by one of our members on the committee, Sue Ebers, um, which is her skill set, is these instructional modules, if you will, of, you know, how to best make a leads group work for you. And so that's specific to the leads groups as one program, but the principles behind, you know, the networking, um, you know, just, you know, complete uh, umbrella that the chamber offers, you know, how people can maximize their experience. So it's just these, you know, some small wins and some big wins that are coming that um, are kind of neat to see some of these deliverables and uh, all with the intent to remind people how valuable the chamber is and, um, and and provide them the way to get engaged in the manner they want. It's sort of a anti-fortification strategy, right? It's the antithesis of that, right? I mean, you're, <clears throat> you're trying to secure a space or fortify something, trying to reduce entry points, right? Uh, we have to be the opposite of that. You know, mm-hmm. organizations moving forward in the world today uh, you have to create many entry points, give people yep. an opportunity to engage. You know, uh, no matter what level you're at, you want to be able to feel like there's a door that you can walk through uh, with relative ease uh, to find value. And, uh, yeah, I do think the organization has come along a long way. A long, you know, our organization has a lot of really good things that I can point to as someone who was <laughs> a member on the board and then got, you know, corralled into working here, right? Um, but there are a lot of very impressive things on that front. I, I've always felt like no matter what level membership you're at or what experience with membership you have, there are opportunities for you to kind of come walking right in and, and be part of the uh, of the greater collective. And uh, I know you and the membership committee has really paid a lot of attention to that lately. And I think that, you know, in the last few years, we've seen some really good changes where people can just feel like they're going to find value no matter where they 
step in our direction and and that's you know kudos to that i mean you jeremy and the others mm-hmm. that have worked on that i think it's it's very important um you know if, if you were going to kind of look at that experience within membership committee and 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 try to say hey you know this is one thing we'd that, that maybe is a bit of a moonshot uh down the road hey if we could really just do this one thing mm-hmm. what would that be yeah it, it does cross over to the you know the business advisory council which is obviously focused primarily on public policy issues, but at the end of the day, you know, this is a member-based organization, and, you know, we need we need our members at every level engaged in the conversation. And we have a lot of people that are, um, but for 1,400 members, we obviously don't have 1,400 members sitting on the BAC, um, but they probably all have, um, you know, some thoughts of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so, you know, I think, you know, pie in the sky is, you know, when and if we need to register in on, you know, policy issues beyond staff, you know, like yourself, Jay, and your role, and Sue, and the BAC members who do a phenomenal job, you know, that, you know, again, going back to the grassroots regular member, you know, these are our members, and, you know, just because it may be Jay and Sue that we see at the podium, you know, at commission meetings, you know, um, you know, they're, you're speaking on behalf of all those 1,400 members. Our goal is to say, you know, can we get another 100, can we get another 200 in the room not all of them have to testify, but to show, you know, our members are behind us. They believe in what we're doing, and that's why we're doing it in the first place. And so that's, I think that's, you know, it may sound a little, you know, uh, you know, idealistic, but I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. we, we have the members for a reason. We have very high re- uh, re- retention, uh, generally speaking, compared to a lot of chambers. Um, and so I think that tells us a lot uh, that we are doing the right things uh, for our members in terms of what they want and that, we, you know, we want them to help. Uh, continue to broaden that story at the at the public policy level. All right, so I'll, I'll do a follow-up on that point. Um, we were in executive committee a couple of hours ago, just we were going through some things, and, you know, Corey Melton, uh, vice president of membership, shout-out to Corey and the membership <laughs> team, her and Tequila doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all, we all are the membership team in, mm-hmm. in various ways, but uh, they're on those front lines quite often. You know, Corey was pointing out that we do have an 87% retention rate among our members year over year which um if you look nationally that's that, that's pretty far up there yep. in your experience in the association space and and working with our chamber why do you think it is that we have such a high retention rate yeah i mean i i mean i mean you can take a i guess i would say this i mean based on survey data that we collect you know in the committee reviews staff reviews at the chamber level um you know i think there's continued focus on, you know, programs and services that deliver high value. And I think, you know, over the years, the chamber has, you know, um, you know, you just as, you know, we listen. And, you know, when we get data and we, whether it's anecdotal data or scientific data, if you will, from survey responses, we act on it. Um, and so I think people see, one, one we're listening, and two, we, we take action. Um, that means we're going to agree on everything. Um, but I think generally speaking, we try to provide value at every level we can um, within our mission. And, um, you know, I think I, I think if we just literally we would run out of room putting up stuff on a wall, like how many of the things that, you know, been new developments, small projects, big projects, if you will, that have come from, you know, one member's idea. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, those ideas get heard and vetted out, um, sometimes implemented. And, um, you know, so I think, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Um, but the other piece is that I think just – Generally speaking, as we've you know looked at the data over the last few years, just people look. Uh, there's there's multiple 
touch points of membership um, you know, that provide value. And it doesn't mean every one of those has high value for every member, um, but my point is it seems to us, based on the retention rates and the, the data we look at, is you know, there's, high, there's at least one aspect of high value for every member we have, and it only takes one. You know, um, and so I, I, I think that's a good testament to what we're trying to do here. And um, I think, obviously, you know, going back to your question of, you know, what would we like to see? Pie in the sky, you know, like to see 2,800 members. That, yeah. that's, that's the next destination. So the more we get our membership to rally around who we are and what we're about, because um, they're, you know, they're, they're drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will. Let's tell others, you know, I mean, the, this chamber is big enough. Um, there, there's no, there are no walls. You know, this is a, the doors open, and you know, there need to be a lot more businesses that belong to the chamber. Kind of rounding out the conversation, this is a question that I love to ask because I love to hear the variety of answers. But going back to kind of your life with partners in association management, is there anything that you wish the average Tallahassee citizen knew more about the line of work that you do? Um, yeah, it's a tough. I mean, it's a good question. Um, you know, I you know, I, it just in terms of line of work, yeah, I'll, I'll say this, and this will be my my one you know quote unquote political uh, statement, I guess, if you will. I mean, associations, you know, chambers for that matter, you know, we're all, we're all special interest, quote unquote. Um, you know, I think you know special interests get a bad name just based on certain actions or certain people's actions. Um, but I always go back to you know the Constitution, which obviously we all have to reference. But I mean, we all have the right. Um, you know, to advocate on our own behalf and, and rally around a mission of like-minded group people uh, or businesses for that matter. And so I, I think, you know, I, I look at it, you know, just in the sense of, I'll give you an example. So I was in D.C. a couple weeks ago at the um, American Society of Association Executives. And so every year they have a program called um, The Power of A. And so any association, you know, of any shape and size can, you know, get recognized for that. But it, it comes down to the issue of, associations uh, and chambers included because your poster child for this what I'm about to say deliver the most amount of adult continuing education are in the country compared to any other sector just by nature of what we do um, and so you know when you when you think about it, that in theory what what are the outcomes of that you know well depending on you know, if it's an industry you're setting industry standards if your profession you're setting professional standards scope of practice, you know, the practice standards, those kind of things. And so, you know, I try to bring it back to, you know, take the, the, the lobbying aspect, which obviously a lot of groups have that component, but go back to, you know, um, society benefits from, you know, people rallying around a mission and working together on a, uh, in, in collaboratively to, um, you know, to get there. And so associations are no different from that. Chambers are no different than that. And so I think, I think you know, try to make sure people understand the, the, the good of it. Um, you know, if, if they go to a medical office or a dentist's office, you know, and talk about, you know, how did their, their practice standards get developed? You know, that kind of bring it home to them, you know, make it personal. And uh, so, you know, it's a long answer to your question, but, um, you know, I think associations um, do a lot of great work or obviously wouldn't be doing it. Um, and uh, and they do, they do, you know, really change society, I think, mostly for the better. You know, there's a little bit, thinking on those comments, Bennett, there's a little bit in the association world, right, of self-governance, mm-hmm. you know, um, people striving to hold each other 
to a higher set of ideals and accountability. Right. And it, it improves these um, industries as a whole, right? Right. And that also happens with our Chamber of Commerce. And what, what I think we see very often in meetings with businesses is our members looking around the room at each other and saying, we've got to make sure our community is held to a high standard. We want people, when they think of Tallahassee, to think of us in the best possible way. And that's how we're going to engage on this wide variety uh, of issues. And we're going to, you know, insist that when we do things here, we do it well. Uh, and that we're always constantly trying to figure out how to evolve and grow as a community. And, you know, I think, um, you know, based again sort of on, on your testimony here today, uh, <laughs> that, that that's in keeping with uh, how associations should and can be working. And I think that gives me a pretty good feeling about uh, our members and the work that we do here. And we certainly appreciate the work you're doing for our organization and for our community and uh, for those who uh, you impact around the state and nation with associations. I just, I, I remember the first time I think I ever sat down and kind of learned a little bit mm-hmm. about your organization. I was like, man, this is, you know, this is fascinating. I just, I didn't know that this was even much of a, of an industry in itself, but it is. And, um, we appreciate you. We yeah. appreciate all the work you're doing. And, uh, and, and again, thanks for being a member of the chamber and thanks for helping us learn how we can do what we do better. Yeah. We appreciate, appreciate the opportunity to share and be with you and, and serve in a volunteer capacity for the chamber. We believe in what the chamber's doing, and it's, um, you know, it's it's been great for us. It's great for workforce development, all the programs that you offer. We've got several leadership Tallahassee graduates, including myself, class 16. Um, so that is the best class because Sue, uh, Sue Dick and Rick Moore were in that class. So, um, you know, I got in by the skin of my uh, teeth, I guess. Um, but uh, on a serious note, just, uh, you know, appreciate what you're doing. This podcast is great. Just, again, grassroots another way to reach the grassroots and uh, and be able to share ideas and uh, hear from others so thanks a lot you got it well thanks again for being with us bennett we appreciate it folks uh, bennett napier president ceo partners association management real quick bennett if folks want to learn more about your organization where do we send them I, yeah, someday I'm going to sell this website when we uh, want to, uh, you know, retire. It's yoursearchisdone.com. Nice. There you go. That's pretty good. <laughs> Google might be interested in that. Um, well, fabulous. Uh, again, Bennett, we appreciate you being with us. Another great conversation, folks. We always try to bring you conversations with business leaders and community leaders who are really at the forefront of shaping the future of Tallahassee and all the great things that are happening here. Bennett is one of those uh, and folks, uh, can't thank you enough just for listening. We appreciate you listening. If you're a member of the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce, we appreciate you and your membership. It does mean a lot to us. And as always, if you have an idea, something you'd like to hear, let us know. You can send us an email. You can give us a call. You can shoot us a tweet. Whatever the easiest way for you to do that is. Uh, again, the, the, the best way to find us is uh, online at www.talchamber.com that's T-A-L chamber.com where you can find all of those great channels to communicate with your Chamber of Commerce fellow members and of course uh, our, our wonderful staff I'm a little biased but uh, wonderful staff 
so thanks again for listening, folks. Again, we appreciate you. Uh, be sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast. That way you never miss an episode. And go on to all of our social media channels and make sure to give us a like and a follow there. We uh, are always trying to put out the most uh, frequent amount of content that we can about our business community and where Tallahassee is heading. And we appreciate your feedback and following in that. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you again real soon. Thank you.